You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 148. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for following me on this journey and for listening to what has now become a lively adventure. Since last week, I have been traveling the southern coast of England, looking at the cliffs of Dover and Ellington and staying in Brighton on the bank holiday. And for those in the U.S., I never knew what a bank holiday was, but that is a term that is very common in Europe for a long weekend. And it was so fun to spend time with my friend Corinne, her boyfriend, and their Australian friends. I met Corinne several, several years ago. I want to say about six or seven years ago back in Chicago. Our parents live in the same neighborhood in Pennsylvania and set us up on a kind of a blind date, actually. And we got along fantastically. She has since moved to London. So it was so fun to catch up with her and meet her awesome New Zealand boyfriend, Ben. Now I'm in Portugal staying with Joanna Galvo, who is a Life with Intention online member and mastermind member. I got to know her through the mastermind group, got along with her so well, and have been so grateful that she is letting me stay with her for this week in Portugal. So far, I've been staying with her in Porto, Portugal, which is gorgeous. And tomorrow we head out to Lisbon to go see that part of Portugal as well. If you want to see what the updates are on the vlog, thank you so much for those who have watched the vlog about the big announcement to sell the house and the furniture the week before the trip. If you want to see my first stop that I made after selling that furniture and house, you can go see my quick stop to New York City before heading out to Europe at JessLively.com backslash blog. Now let's move on to today's topic. So today I want to share my values-based intention for this trip. What are my values for the trip? And since the house sale and the furniture sale, these have kind of become my de facto values for how I'm approaching my life in general at this stage as well. There are two that I'm focusing on primarily most of all. Of course, things like moving at the pleasure of my soul for exercise still apply and eating what my intuition wants me to eat until satisfied for eating. Those obviously are still part of my life, but when it comes to how I'm approaching this trip and the fact that I don't know where I'm going to be living at any point in the future or even where I'm going to be in the next few weeks... I think I've kind of got a little cliff, if you will, I'm calling them, where I don't know what's next after, I think, nine days away from today. How am I approaching that? With these two values, they are adventure and flow. Those are my values. And if you're wondering why adventure and flow, I can say that they just kind of intuitively came to me as things that would make sense for a trip like this. But looking at them more deeply and having been practicing them for the last month, I can say that one of the things that I love about these two being paired together is that they are masculine and feminine, which is a totally new way for me to be looking and viewing values in general. This is all very new to my whole thought process and approach the masculine and feminine energy or the yin and yang energy. I have never really been aware of that stuff in a way that applies to values until recently. So it's been so fun to start practicing that in my own life and seeing how they apply. So when it comes to adventure, that's a lot of action. That's a lot of outward going out there into the world and taking, like I said, a lot of action. That's a very masculine or young 
value and flow, which actually kind of even aligns with yin energy being the symbol for water, is the feminine, the balance of that. So when it comes to applying these, you might be wondering, how am I using adventure and flow in the day-to-day reality? This has become a huge focus for me every single day. Step one is pretty straightforward. It is find the flow. So flow comes before adventure. Now you might be wondering, what is flow then? What does that actually look like? When it comes to flow for me, I am looking for synchronicities in life. For example, as I mentioned last week on the Thursday episode, I was putting out a fleece. So I put out there what the offer I would need to have in all the things that I would need to happen in order to feel comfortable to sell the house and the furniture the week before I left. And it flowed. It worked out. The owner accepted the offer. Nothing got really in the way, if you will, of that happening. So there's a lot of synchronicities. That's very important to me. That's helping me know that I'm on the right path, that I am going down a path that my intuition wants me to go. So I don't always have to be writing to my intuition. I don't always have to be hearing specific words from my deep gut within me or in my heart. I can just look for the synchronicities and the flow and go with that as well. Another thing to think about when it comes to flow is that we're looking for intuitive ease, the intuition ease, not the ego's easy way out. So some people might be thinking, well, Jess, it seems like flow could be, it feels really easy for me to buy this giant box of Oreos and eat every single one and I can have flow because I happen to get this box of cookies for free or they happen to be on sale. That's not really what I'm talking about because I think that having actually eaten an entire box of Oreos, which let's face it, with my eating issues back in the day, many years ago, I totally know what that kind of binge eating cycle can be like. The intuition is not peaceful after that. So we're not really looking for taking easy ways out and getting around things or being super hedonistic when it comes to flow. We're really looking for that intuitive ease, that things unfold naturally. They don't feel forced. There's not a ton of resistance. The only resistance that I think that we do need to recognize that will probably always still be there is the ego's resistance to the uncertainty when an intuition guidance might lead us to somewhere unknown. So that kind of resistance within ourselves, within our ego, totally is probably normal, if anything, when you're going with the flow. But the resistance to the external circumstances or to your intuition hopefully won't be there when you find your flow. So it's all about seeking the path of least resistance to things outside of the ego and finding that most joyful and peaceful next step from the intuitive place. And if you aren't familiar with how to do these things, again, writing to your intuition can be a fantastic way to start tapping into your intuition. And if you'd like to learn more, you can go to jesslively.com slash intuition to see how to do that. But once I've got the flow, once I kind of have an inkling of what that flow might look like for me next, then that is when I apply the value of adventure. So step two is to then follow that flow into the adventure that it will provide. Do what the flow leads me to do next, essentially. So I'm gonna give you guys some examples of how flow in my trip so far has played out. 
one of the really cool ones, and it's so funny now that I have been doing this for the last month. The first four days of my trip in London involved my friend Diana. She came with me from Ann Arbor, and we spent the time having so much fun doing all of these very girly sketch teas and shopping and champagne drinking at Bob Bob Richard. It was so fun to hang out with her. And she knew about this whole flow and adventure thing. So she's been asking me in text messages and messages since I've still been going on after she came back to say, hey, how's the flow going? What's going on with the flow? So here are some things that happened right after she left. The first flow thing came up literally moments after I left the hotel. So we had stayed at a hotel together in Trafalgar Square. And as I was taking an Uber ride to my next destination, which was going to be an Airbnb, I got in the car and I did a new thing that I had never done on Uber before, which is called Uber Pool. So I'm not sure if you guys have used it before, but basically when you get into your Uber ride, it's cheaper if you share the ride with a stranger who also is trying to take Uber in the same direction. So I got in the car, I was the first one into the Uber pool, and I'm talking with the driver, having a great time, kind of nervous because this is the first moment that I'm on this new adventure, totally on my own and a little bit unsure, just kind of totally new to everything that was going on, including Uber pool. And then we pull over and we pick up this guy who's standing on the curb and he gets in the car and we start talking. And I learned that his name is Edwin and that he came from Boston. He is a psychiatrist over at Harvard. He's around two or three years older than me and happened to go to the University of Michigan just a few years ahead of me. And we actually had friends in common. We start having this great conversation. There is also alongside of this conversation, something else that's going on. The host that I was going to see for the Airbnb, the place I was going to stay in, they had not had the room ready for me. So he wanted me to wait a few hours before going to the Airbnb and putting my stuff in the room. So I had a few hours to kill before going in. And I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do in that time period, but I decided to check out of the hotel because it was time to do so. And I was just going to kind of figure out what to do, given the fact that I had all of this stuff with me as well. I had my duffel bag, my backpack, and my carry-on, all of the things that I own at the moment presently with me. So we're talking in the car with Edwin now. And he has just landed from Boston, so he hasn't eaten yet. His sister is going to arrive in a few hours because they are going to have this wonderful London trip before going to a wedding for one of their friends in Spain. So we decide to go to lunch together. Our Airbnb places just happen to be down the street from each other. So we drop off our stuff at his place, his Airbnb with it is ready. Then we go to lunch. Then after lunch, I meet his sister. Then I take my suitcases and luggage, and then I go to my Airbnb, and everything unflows perfectly. It all flowed. I had these few extra hours to kill, and all of a sudden, I'm meeting this person that happens to have enough things in common with me, with the University of Michigan and other things that we were talking about, that I could have this fun lunch and conversation and feel totally safe and have a great time, and then go to the Airbnb. What also unfolded in terms of adventures is that he later continued to invite me to things that he and his friends were doing throughout the week that the several days that they were there. So not only was I alone for the first week, but then I had these awesome opportunities to meet all of these new friends and just learn about a whole new part of culture and life. His friends are Persian. They are from all over the world. And it was so amazing to get to know them, their culture, what they're into. They're all crazy fascinating 
fashionable. So I got to see even just how these wonderfully chic women dressed. It was just fantastic. That was an amazing adventure I had because I went with the flow. It all flowed together. Another opportunity that flowed was the meeting of my new friend, Anna. So when it comes to going to the south of France or just kind of in general, any places, some places I'm totally excited to go to on my own. Other places I'm excited to go to solo and hopefully meet people. And then there's another category of places where it's, I would like to go to there if I have a friend to go with me. There are some places I just know that I would like to experience with someone partially because I'm maybe unfamiliar with the area and I think it'd be more fun and less stressful to go with someone who knows it a bit more or just can troubleshoot with me, especially when there's language barriers. Of course, this is evolving and I may not always feel this way, but for the south of France and wine tasting, I thought that would be an awesome adventure, but I didn't want to do wine tasting on my own. That quite honestly didn't sound that much fun to do it on my own and not necessarily even the safest thing. So I just knew I would like to do that, but I would like to find someone to do that with. Well, I was sitting in London in a coffee shop probably about four or five days after I was in the Airbnb and all the Edwin things I just mentioned unfolded. And I was talking with a guy in the coffee shop who just, you know, kind of doing the what's the Wi-Fi password thing? What are you doing here? What are you working on? We get into this conversation and then another person shows up. He starts hearing our conversation and asks me questions about what I do. And then the second guy's friend, who is Anna, shows up to have a lunch with the person I'm speaking with. As we're talking... Anna and this friend, Ev, start giving me all of these pieces of advice in terms of where I should go next and how it should unfold. And I tell Anna, who is from Chicago and just living in London for the year with her husband, that she should come to the meetup that I'm holding for The Lively Show because she's basically, you know, she would be a huge fan. She just didn't know about the show. She decides to listen to the podcast because she loves podcasts herself, gets into it and decides to show up that Wednesday. I think we met on a Monday. She shows up on that Wednesday and I say, hey, let's go to dinner after the meetup. So we do. And as we're talking again about how I'd like to go to the south of France and I have this few extra days or week in between this and Portugal was saying, you know, I'd love to go. Would you like to go to the south of France with me? She's done wine tasting before in that area. She knows all of the trains and all of these little idiosyncrasies that I did not know about traveling on the trains and just kind of getting the feel for how to do this type of travel in Europe. And she thinks it over and she says, yes. So all of those moments were flow, just meeting her, talking with her, telling her to come to the meetup. You know, it wasn't like I was forcing anything. There wasn't any resistance. She decided to come and we had a fantastic time in Avignon. I now have this new friend, Anna, and I got to go to the south of France. I got to do the wine tasting. It all flowed and I had adventures because of it. Other things happened that even just weren't people specific. One of them was not having a hairdryer. So I decided from hearing from different Europeans that it wasn't even worth bringing my hairdryer to Europe since I was going to be here for so long. They said, just buy a cheap one when you get here. So I didn't have one yet at that point because I was in London and I wanted to get a European one for those in the U.S., The plugs in the UK are different than Europe. So there's three different types of plugs. There's European ones, there's the US ones, and then there's the UK ones. 
So while I was in the UK, did not have a hairdryer until I went to France and got one that was one of the Europe ones. Knowing that I was going to be in Europe more than I was going to be in the UK, I just figured I would get that plug so I'd be less likely to kill my blow dryer when I'm trying to transfer it, you know, and convert it, which happened with my curling iron. It was sadly lost in the UK after it burned out in the Airbnb, even though I had the converter and all that kind of stuff. So I was just like, all right, screw this. I'm just going to get the affordable hair dryers with the native conversion. But while I was in London for two weeks, not having a hairdryer after the hotel, that was tricky. So I dried my hair at the hotel right before I left and blow dried it out with the blow dryer there. But then going to the Airbnb I was staying at, there was two men that owned the Airbnb, so they did not have a blow dryer. And I was having lunch with Anna Gardner the day of the London meetup. And my hair was looking very flat and lifeless after a week of not being washed. It was just kind of stringy and hanging there. And I mentioned to her that I'd like to get maybe a blowout or something like that. Or maybe she mentioned it to me. Either way, she said, you should go to Selfridges. They have this great place there that you can get it done. And she pulled it up. She has you know, known how to do this as far as the international numbers go. And she has the Wi-Fi plan to call them and all this stuff. So she calls them for me. I set up the appointment. They happen to have one last appointment right before my meetup begins. So I see that as a sign of flow. I happened to mention to Anna that day that she happens to know how to get in touch with this great studio that does this kind of thing. The studio happens to have an opening right, right before I get to the London meetup and the hair is done just in time. So that was an amazing experience of flow. Another time, this was kind of a funny one and Anna laughs about it. We were in Avignon Right before we were leaving our Airbnb to catch our train back to London, we had done my clothes in the washer and dryer. And I'll say the European dryers here, you got to run them for like three hours to get your stuff dry. It takes forever. So definitely multiple cycles to, in order for them to get completely dry. So I figured I'll put the clothes in for another cycle because overnight they were still not dry. And I was like, I'll just take them out mid-cycle before we leave, but they'll just be drier than they would if I just left them kind of damp as they were in the morning. We go out, we have a little morning, we come back ready to leave. I'm trying to pull the dryer open in order to get the clothes out and it's locked. And we could not open that puppy. We tried forever and ever. I think we tried for about 15 minutes trying to find ways to unlock the dryer. It wasn't even working. We turned it off and it stopped, but it still would not unlock. We called the Airbnb host and asked her if she had any suggestions and she didn't have any. So we're just sitting there. Anna's debating whether we should just miss the train at all. And I was like, no way, we can't miss the train. This is not that important. Although there was, you know, some of my clothes, there's a decent amount of my clothes, not all of them, but I was like, Maybe this is a sign that I just need to, in order to find the flow, maybe this is a sign I need to go shopping and get some new clothes. Maybe that's what this is leading me to because it's not worth stressing about, it's not worth missing the train about, et cetera. And as I say that, and Anna's like incredulous, (laughs) looking at me like, there's no way we should just leave these clothes. The door to the washer, literally open sesame, unlocks the minute that I say, maybe this is a sign that we should just keep going and I don't put up resistance. Obviously, this could be a coincidence, etc. But to me, I see it as flow. By not resisting the situation, the situation evolves as it should. And in that case, it happened to open, but it wasn't like I was saying that in order so that it would open. I was just trying to find the flow and the flow led to it opening. 
Another example of this, if you're interested in finding out how I'm figuring out where I'm staying week to week, I kind of wait until my intuition leads me to nudge and say, okay, let's figure out that next step, where you're going to stay. So as I was trying to figure out after Avignon where to stay, I had two nights to find a place to stay in London. Then I was staying overnight in Brighton with my friend Corinne and her boyfriend. And then I had two nights that I needed to find a place to stay before going to Portugal. So as I was trying to figure out these two nights, it was a Friday, Saturday, and then a Monday, Tuesday night stays. I had thought about staying with my friend Corinne, but However, she and her boyfriend got really sick. Her boyfriend got a sinus infection earlier that week. So Flo, maybe I'll stay at the Airbnb host that I stayed at before. Maybe that's what I'll do. But he had already had another guest booked. So things weren't kind of clicking and I just kind of kept trying to find the flow, find the peace. And as I was trying to figure that out, or should I just stay with them even though they're still getting over their sickness and that sort of thing? Anna, as she's kind of thinking about this, all of a sudden goes, oh my gosh, we're going to be out of town for the bank holiday. Why don't you stay in our place while we're gone? It's going to be empty. No one's going to be using it anyways. And then you can use Corinne's place for that Monday and Tuesday night when you get back with them from traveling. So I suggest it to Corinne and she loves that. Even though the other two nights weren't ideal because of the sickness, it was totally easy for her to have me stay for those other two nights. So I stay at Anna's place. And can I tell you, Anna's place was gorgeous. I was so grateful that I got to stay in this beautiful flat for free that was literally, guys, if it was winter, she says in the winter, when the leaves are not on the trees, you can see Kensington Palace from her bedroom window. It was beautiful. I was so grateful that I got to have this amazing apartment to stay in for two days on my own. And that was a huge sign of flow to me. I didn't force it. I didn't freak out. I didn't try to just like make something happen or worry unnecessarily. It flowed. So hopefully you guys are getting a sense of how flow works. Generally speaking, it's not freaking out and finding out what feels easy versus hard, what feels like it might be going upstream versus downstream. Another example of this, last but not least, is actually this show that I'm doing for you right now, changing the format of the Lively Show Thursday episodes during this Lively Adventure was one of those moments of flow. As I have recorded one interview that was planned to go live when I was still going to do the Thursday interview format during this season, during this next few months, I was finding myself sitting on top of a stack of magazines, crouched in front of a little chair that had my computer and my microphone perched on it as I tried to record an interview. And I realized that I am not in control of my environment nearly as much as I'd like to in order to be doing these interviews going forward. Also, knowing the number of hours that I put into each of these interviews beforehand in order to ask great questions and really know the guest inside and out as much as possible. All of that stuff felt really heavy and constricting. Even the time zone and scheduling and Skype issues all felt difficult. Just doing that one helps me realize that doing eight of these or nine of these while I was here was just really not the way that I wanted to go. It all felt upstream. It all felt not exciting. It all felt very heavy. And as I was talking to one of my coaches, we were speaking about this, and I also recognized that I don't really have, or up until this point of doing the Lively Show Adventure Thursday episodes, I didn't really have a way to share with you guys in a real-time way all of the stuff that's going on. So 
I realized that this is something that I can actually do through the Thursday shows and then come back with the regular Thursday interviews once I'm back in the States and I have a more regular schedule and I'm on the time zones of those that I'm interviewing. So we have much more overlap in terms of hours that work for both me and the guest and that sort of thing. So that was an area where I shifted something in the business to find flow. Here's what I want you guys to remember. If you choose to adopt these two values, try as much as possible to let flow lead to the adventure. Because honestly, I think after I've been doing the research on masculine and feminine energy, applying that to what I've learned through life with intention and teach there, feminine energy, the energy of why, the energy of intuition, the energy of creativity, followed by action, the masculine yang energy is amazing. Doing it in reverse doesn't totally work and doing it without the feminine and just taking action blindly typically leads us to take action from the ego alone rather than the intuition. So that's something to keep in mind. Try to flow and then take the adventures from there. It's so peaceful, joyful, and positive when we do so versus just, like I said, just trying to find the shiny penny adventures that our ego thinks will bring joy, peace, and fulfillment. Find the flow first and it's 10 times more likely to be deeply intuitively fulfilling rather than externally shiny and pretty, but ultimately a little bit empty inside for us. So that's what I am hoping you guys take out of this. These are the values I'm using. If they relate to you or they resonate with you, feel free to use them in your own life. Obviously, these do not need to just apply to vacations or seasons of your life where you don't have a place to live. You can totally do this wherever you may be. Find the flow and see how that takes you to the next adventure in your life. So before I share where I'm headed next, I'd like to take a little bit to share about today's sponsor, FreshBooks.com. As you guys have heard me say before, I am obsessed with FreshBooks. I've been using it, I think, since 2012, so four years now going strong. Love it as much as ever. If you have a small business and you have bookkeeping and you do not like your bookkeeping, if you do not feel like you want to use your bookkeeping software as much as you want to use your social media software, please go over to FreshBooks and give it a try. I always like to say it is like Facebook for bookkeeping. It is simple. It is easy. It is intuitive. It is straightforward. It is everything that social media is. And often programs that are dealing with finances are not. So give it a shot if you have not already by going over to freshbooks.com slash lively for your free 30-day trial. Again, that's freshbooks.com backslash lively. Now, next week, just so you guys know where I'm headed next, tomorrow, actually, I'm headed to Lisbon, then to Barcelona with my friend Nate, and I'll be in Barcelona for a week. And after that, I'm hitting one of those cliffs. I'm not really sure what's going to be next after Barcelona, but I am excited to find out and see where flow and adventure take me next. Until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today. <laughs>